0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 85, coming at you from the Mina True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Wisconsin. A little bit of Highway 22 crew coming at you. Eric and Sean are here. Shauna also here, Secretary Shauna. Say what's up, guys. Oh, hi. (laughs) Hi, Hi. how's everybody doing? Fantastic. Ramsey may or may not be joining. We are still awaiting word from him. If he does, as he is in the enemy territory of Chicago, uh, he'd be joining us from the virtual side of things. And once again, Justin doing the coaching thing, so he will not be here this week. But planning to return next week for the episode. So for all of our loyal fans who miss Justin's voice for some reason, I-, I kid, I kid. He'll be back next week, hopefully. Uh, with that said, a couple things to get out of the way here as we start the show. First, got to talk about... Root4Wisconsin.com. Check it out. Plenty of awesome stuff there, including our partners, FirstMonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play the contest, put money in your pocket, and raise energy, Nice little link on our website, 15% off any order. Code Root4, R-O-O-T, number four. And also a big shout-out to Raging Pro Wrestling, as most of you know by now and have seen on our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we had the event over the weekend, RPW Heatwave, 2, massive success, absolute blast uh, for Justin, myself, and I, and Ramsey to go into the ring and present that awesome RPW Cruiserweight Championship for the first time to CW3, so absolute blast. If you have not seen the video or the pictures of Justin, myself, Ramsey with the belt and getting doing our video of in the ring... Be sure to go to our Facebook, go to our TikTok, go to Instagram, whatever is easiest for you. Check it out there. And then with that, uh, we are going to get into what we had rooted for. This is brought to you, as always, by Fanatics. This week, college hashtag college football frenzy. New campaign from Fanatics as we kick off the college football season. Show your love for your team, including our Wisconsin Badgers, who are back in action this week. uh, With college football frenzy, show that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, what have you, whatever your social media platform is. Show off your love for your team, 300 plus powered stores, fanatics.com. And Shauna, why don't you lead us off? What had you rooted for this last week?
1: Fall. I rooted for fall, the season. Uh, I put out all my fall stuff two weeks ago, and it's I'm waiting just for the weather to fall in line here.
2: Um, <laughs> I see what you did there.
1: I didn't even realize <laughs> I did that. But yeah. I'm just waiting for the weather to fall in line because I, I my house right now, the both of you can attest, smells like apples maple it's apple maple bourbon candle that I'm burning right now. Um and so all my pumpkins are out and I'm excited for fall, but I just need it to uh, we're back in school, so the the weather needs to calm down a little bit, come yeah. back down to yeah, like through a, the a next crisp fifty. Yeah,
0: through the next week, by the way, there is not a day where it goes below 70 degrees through the next week's Friday. Yeah, Sunday's supposed to be the best day, right? Sunday, yep, 72 for the high. Ugh, so still that literal garbage. like Dog days of summer.
1: I am seeing it, though, like in the mornings when I go to work. I leave about 7 o'clock. There's dew on the grass, mm. and it's about like 60, which is nice. That's how it needs to be all day long.
2: That's, but not, that's, that's how it route. needs to be all year round.
1: I'd be okay no, with that. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. All year no. round. No, no, no. But anyways, that's my root four. Kind of lame, kind of girly, but it is what it is.
0: I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> no, no, I'm not even going to touch that one. Door <laughs> was open. We're going to close it.
1: Oh, geez. You <laughs> both think it's lame. It's fine. I never said it no, was lame. No. we didn't say a word. Okay. Sean, your
0: root four. It's been a while since you've been on. Welcome back. Yeah, it's been a while. So I mean, um, It's been two weeks. Yeah,
2: it, it feels <laughs> a lot longer than that. Uh, I'm going to go with fantasy football because... Fantasy football is kicking off now, and we got the pod. Fantasy pod football draft next
0: week. We had on our Monday, our uh, awesomely that we do with uh, some of our friends that we've met through over the years from Ohio. Had that one first draft in the books. Yep. Uh, was over the weekend, and you know I'm right there with you, Sean. And I am yeah. so excited. I'm for so fantasy excited. Fantasy football and everything, and just that routine of Sunday morning, kind of wake up, watch football all day. Really, the only thing you're doing is maybe running the grocery store. No, you're not running the grocery store on Sunday.
1: Yes, we are. In the morning we're before getting, games. We're getting good beer and possibly hit up a brat fry. If you don't have good
2: beer already set up in the fridge.
1: No, we do, <laughs> but we get, like, f- like cool flavors. And then we hit up the brat fry usually at festivals It's oh. brat fry season, you know. So we have, like, a brat for breakfast, have some beer. You know, it's great. You got to grill. You can
2: just
0: grill your own brats. It's the convenience, It's Sean.
1: not the same. It's a brat it, fry it's so much it's better. For, we're
0: helping out charities, damn it. We are being good people. Yeah,
1: the Boy Scouts or the high school, whatever it is. Oh, and whatever the
0: organization yeah. that week is.
1: It's so good. It, it just, like, see, the problem is we go hungry because Sunday we don't eat breakfast before we go to the grocery store. So we go hungry, which is the problem. And then it smells so dang good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the store the entire time. By the time we're, like, ready to come out, we're like, okay, well, we're going to have a brat now.
2: Or you end up with the free samples that they always got out. Oh, yeah, that's
0: great. Even so better. happens every time you go to Sam's. Yeah. So that is your root four? Yep. Uh, my root four, as I mentioned, uh, RPW was a blast this week. Uh, like I said, go check them out. Check out the video on our social media. Uh, and also, shout out to our guy, Justin, my other root four for this week. Shout out to our guy, Justin, um, Coach Doll. And the Gillett Tigers getting their first win in 19 games this week, 52-50 on an overtime two-point conversion. Uh,
1: 52 to 50 was the score.
0: Yeah, Aiden football. Wow. A track wow. meet. Uh, 200 plus yards receiving for. I don't know if I can say their names or not. I'm gonna say Aiden F because I think that's what's technically is allowed. So Aiden had uh, 200 plus receiving yards. Uh, four touchdowns on the ground as well for Colton. Uh, pretty big week there, so congrats to them and back at it tomorrow night. I know I'll be at that one helping out on the sideline with Justin and crew. Tomorrow night, couldn't make that road game, but uh, so that was my root force. And also, I got to give it, you know, its it's gone viral. The shout-out to poor Mark at the Brewer game. <laughs> Mark, I don't know who you are, but homie got friend-zoned hard on the video board. Brewers were down. Came back for Mark. Won the game for Mark. Garrett Mitchell first career home run. Keston here at the walk off in the bottom of the ninth. Awesome game. It just enough to piss you off though, like as a fan. It's just like you're 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 kind of on that border of being done with them for the year. And the Padres were sucking, and we'll get to that in a little bit here. But they oh they keep the door open just long enough to reel you back in. So, shout out to the Brewers. It's a little hot, little win streak they've been on here for the last five. So, can't complain about that at all. Life might be okay, guys, for, for the Brewers. Brewers. We'll see. We'll see. So, shout out to Mark, <laughs> Video Board Mark. Gets a shout out from Christian Yelich on, on Twitter and everything. So, that was pretty cool. So, that is our Root 4 segment with the positives come the negatives. And that comes to our Tyler Hero Nugget of the Week. Sean, why don't you leave this one off?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with the sports writers saying Albert Pujols is on steroids right now. He is, isn't he? He might be, but but just in the last 90 90 at-bats that he's got 11 home runs and everything
0: along those lines. So I will say this. I think there's a decent chance... That at the beginning of his career, Albert Pujols may have been on steroids. Yeah, very well possible. And and that's and for those our listeners, I hate the Cardinals with all of my being, which is a lot of being. Yep. I hate Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, Chris Carpenter, Matt Carpenter, um, Albert Pujols. The list goes on. There is just a litany of people that I hate with a burning passion more than I hate most things. <laughs> Albert Pujols, like I said, is one of those people. However, like I said, he may have been on them at the start of his career. That's not an indictment on him. That's an indictment on where the game of baseball was when he came up. Um, And we talked about that a couple weeks ago, too. Yeah. But just because he has so many home runs and recent at-bats, I don't think people know how steroids work. (laughs) I'm going to be dead honest. Steroids don't just make you instantly better. It's... If you do take them, it's to help you build muscle mass. Yep. Albert Pujols' problem is not muscle mass. No. Albert Pujols is seeing the ball really well right now. He's faced a lot of left-handed pitching and as a right-handed batter. You see the ball better coming off of a left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. And when you're 40-some years old, whatever he is, 100 years old, might as well be, all you've really got is that power. If you're hitting the ball well and you're seeing you know the kind of the not to get in the physics side of things but we see faster pitching nowadays than really ever before so faster pitch more exit velocity the whole yeah analytic like, side of things but you're due to get hot yeah. that's just that happens
2: and i think 3 or 4 of the home runs were actually at course field
0: so so they're inflated even more cuz the altitude exactly exactly and he didn't he set a record too I, I couldn't tell you on that. He I tried to hit ignore. a home
2: run on his oh, off the 450th pitcher. Or it was. Oh, her, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was yeah, something yeah.
0: like that. That set a record. Something like that. I I couldn't tell you the exact. He's still a piece of shit, but. Yeah. But congrats to him. But also, yeah, I, the steroid thing is such a, a lame. Yeah. Lame excuse for a and, guy just. And you see it all over sports, not just baseball, but you see it all over sports where it's. It's. They had a really good week. Oh, it must be steroids. Right. No, that's not. That's not how steroids work. No. But anyway, Shauna, your nigga of the week. I got a few. Oh boy.
1: Ooh. I got a few. First of all, it's you, Eric. I know this one was coming. Um, because he drafted Mike Evans. I was g- uh, in I, fantasy I- football. No, p- <laughs> let me finish, please. Go ahead. I have the floor. You sit here like weeks ago, and you're like. Mike Evans is the worst person to do <laughs> fantasy football, whatever. And you go on this litany of a rant of how you hate Mike Evans and that you're never going to draft him again. Fast forward then to Sunday. Sunday, about 745, I hear a just loud swear. And I thought it was an emergency in the house. (laughs) I thought, oh my God, something's wrong with Eric. And I was in the bedroom watching a show. And I said, what is wrong? And he goes again, litany of swears. So I come to the podcast room office, whatever. And I asked him what was wrong. And he's like, I drafted Mike Evans again. (laughs) And my first Thing I said to you was, "You idiot." Now we have a whole football season of Eric bitching about Mike Evans and how he needs like two points to win or whatever. And then Mike Evans is he gonna do it? Is he not? So that was one of my noogies. Uh, can I clarify
0: now? Just yes. Real quick. Oh my god. So, as fantasy football fans know, Mike Evans is a yearly top ten guy. Like you cannot go wrong drafting Mike Evans. That said, Mike Evans is but you have five years in a row. Mike (laughs) Evans is a fucking headache sometimes because for every week that he has, you know, thirty-five, he'll have a thirty-five point game. He'll have like a twenty-five. He'll have all these big weeks, but the one week you need him to have like ten, he'll go get you two. And again, statistically speaking, he is one of the most impressive fantasy football players. And, you know, this is what happened. And Shauna says it pretty well. Every year I say I'm not going to put myself in this position because, like I said, there's always one or two weeks a year where he lays an egg. And that's that's necessarily bad on him.
1: Yeah. But then you bitch about it the entire fantasy football or like football season. You bitch about Mike Evans the entire time. Eric, I've known you for two fantasy football seasons now. Th- I understand going this. into three, and you've done this stupid shit every <laughs> single time. I know. And it's pissing me off. Ugh. And And the thing is, he's in, like, three fantasy football leagues, and he'll get Mike Evans in every league. That's and exactly it's gonna, what's going to happen. And, he's, and it's going <laughs> to screw him over. And on the podcast, our listeners, and mainly me, because I'm the one who's with him on Sunday and Monday, I'm a, I'm gonna get to hear all of this Mike Evans slander and it's just it's it's it is what it is. But man, you get lots yeah, of nuggies. So here's
0: here's Mike Evans. Even last year, he missed a game and a half. His last two seasons with Tom Brady, he has had his lowest target totals. He still led the league in routes, ran, and he scored 14 touchdowns last year, even being outside the top twenty in targets. And now with Chris Godwin gone, he is gone, right? No. No, he's back. He's, he's back. He's
2: there, but he's,
0: he's still coming back from that ACL. And with Chris Godwin out of the picture for now, as well as not having Antonio Brown, you still have an aging Julio Jones, which whatever, the target share should go up. So, but like Shauna said, it's exactly what's going to happen. I drafted sixth. My first top two picks were, and again, no one cares what you know your fantasy football team but since we're on this, we're going to hear it. Um, <laughs> Derrick Henry at six. Absolute bargain. Couldn't go wrong. Devontae Adams at, what, like 13 or whatever? I, no. Like uh, 16 or whatever I picked doesn't him at. Matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Awesome pick. Come to that third round, though. I'm sitting there, and I see the board falling the way it is. I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm going to do it to myself. And he's the best player on the board, so you can't not draft him. Mm-hmm. And you gotta set yourself up for for results, but yeah, yeah, I, I fully earned this one. I'm not even gonna deny that. I had, if Shauna wouldn't have done it, I you can see the paper here, guys. I had myself giving myself yeah. a noogie for that. So
1: you heard the little like uh, ESPN like app thing go, that it was his turn, and then son of a bitch, and I was <laughs> like, oh god. Anyways, second noogie, second noogie is inflation. Um. <laughs> Just all of okay. the pumpkin spice latte is back at Starbucks. It is the drink of my white girl, fall loving self. And it is, I get it every Friday. Go to a Starbucks right before work. I get an iced pumpkin spice latte. Sometimes I get, well, more often than not, I get a chai latte with the pumpkin cream cold foam, which it tastes like a pumpkin pie. That's what I get most of the time. But it is up. Half our
0: listenership has no idea what the hell you just said.
1: I'm no. sorry. It's okay. They're, <laughs> they're going to hear. Never but it, it is Starbucks up 4%. Next, next Wednesday, Tuesday, whenever we do this, I'll get you a pumpkin spice latte. No,
2: I'm not going to try it.
1: I'll just get a big one, and then we can pour it into little cups. And you can see for yourself, it tastes like a pumpkin pie. No. Anyways, it's up 4%, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. <sighs> so inflation. All right, any others? Nope, that's it.
0: All right. So, as, <laughs> no one cares. Here we go. As I had mentioned, <laughs> my nugget of the week is actually going to be the San Diego Padres. And in a, in a long, in a roundabout way, this should be a good this is a very much a good thing for the Milwaukee Brewers. As mentioned, the Padres have been so bad as of late that it has left the door open for the Brewers to potentially put themselves in a playoff spot despite how bad they've played as of late since the all-star break after the first week they have played so bad and yet are while they've kind of fallen out of the division well not out of the division race but have fallen back in the division race quite a bit uh, basically a nine-game swing there, being three games up to now six games back uh, positives though is they are only a, a, as of recording today they are only A game and a half, or game and a half, actually two and a half games out of the wild card behind the Padres. Now, the Padres very much have made a litany of moves at the trade deadline, getting a mess of talent, including Josh Hader from the Milwaukee Brewers. With that said, Josh Hader has been a disaster for the Padres, as he was for the Brewers in the month of July. Since the trade going to San Diego... Josh Hader has a 23.14 ERA, a, and then the rest of these numbers, I mean, they're they're not you know easy to digest for the average fan. But a 4.07 WHIP, an 8.27 FIP, and his OPS against him, which is on base percentage plus slugging, is 1.308 against him. If a batter had a 1.308 OPS, that's almost like a Hall of Fame type shit. And that's the kind of pace he's on, giving up right now. The 23.14 ERA, well, not a perfect stat because you know, as a clo- as a relief pitcher, you only get one inning, and he hasn't even gotten a full inning in a lot of his appearances. But that's neither here nor there. Just racking up the runs, blowing saves. Uh, Juan Soto has been awful for them. they has got all the, still following all the drama from Fernando Tatis Jr.'s uh, suspension. And then you throw in Josh Bell, who actually I wanted the Brewers to go and get, too, um, at the time. But you've got all the fallout, and he's been awful for them since then. And really, just kind of like I said, that's a team falling apart at the seams. Not unlike the Brewers, but allowing the Brewers to keep the door open. So that's my biggest noogie besides myself um, with the Mike Evans pick, which honestly, I'm, I, I regret nothing. I knew it was going to happen, too.
1: A couple weeks later, Eric's gonna come on the podcast, and you're gonna hear it here first. I regret picking Mike givens for my fantasy football team.
2: No, because well, they, if you were, if you wouldn't have picked him, I was gonna pick
0: him. So yeah, you, oh, and then
1: it would have been you.
0: I wouldn't have compla- I wouldn't it. have complained like he would. That's true. It's now, tough. it's tough. While we're talking fantasy football drafts, though, I want to kind of just say one quick, not a full noogie, but just like a half noogie to people who kick, draft a kicker super early on just to mess with people or specifically my brother and right now he's going to get a half nuggy <laughs> for taking AJ Dillon probably about 50 picks before he was supposed to but also when I was about to so Mark gets a half nuggy but just the you know the the fantasy football drafts and I know it's an exciting time of year I'm so excited about it but at the same time like there's just I don't get how people panic in drafts no like, you'll see, and you can say that this is just kind of like a a broad statement, but you see all these people, like, when you're in a draft, like, you see one quarterback go, and then everyone has to have a quarterback, and there's still so many good ones. Like, you're, depending on the size of your league, at worst, you're getting probably the 10th best quarterback in the NFL, at worst. And people rush to go do it, they they make a huge thing of it, and then, you know, drafts are drafts. They're fun or whatever. You're not actually picking these players, but it just just makes me laugh again, like I said, just how quick people are to panic. And you just see these litany of, same thing with the tight end position, same thing with the defensive groups. Just wild how people panic and just feel like they have to pick one just because one person went and threw a monkey wrench and everything. So
1: anyway. So you're saying when we do ours on Monday or whatever, that's what's going to happen because I'm just going to pick random people?
0: Take a kicker in the
2: first round.
1: I'm probably gonna pick a quarterback. So
2: she's taking Josh Allen.
0: No, she's she's probably taking a man who
1: <laughs> has luscious locks. He's an MVP. And All
0: then the I'll time.
1: pick it. And then I'll pick a kicker. Well, last you, year I had Aaron Rodgers.
2: You're taking Brett Favre.
1: Yeah. Brett Favre. Brett <laughs> Favre. <laughs> anyway, Brett Favre doesn't have luscious locks. Not anymore.
0: At one time, at one time he did. Anyway, so that is our noogiest. With that, we go into what's weird Wisconsin. John, do you have a WWE start for us this week?
1: Not currently. Let's circle back.
0: All right. So I'll I'll, I'll just kind of go on one <laughs> um, that I saw on TikTok, and it's not necessarily Wisconsin, but as we get to the you know the fall and all the fun stuff that comes with fall, gotta watch out for deer, you know. And we here in Wisconsin. You know, there's all the jokes about Midwest I love you. is just saying, hey, watch out for deer on your way home. So there is a viral TikTok going around right now. Uh, Caller from either Minnesota or North Dakota, but it, the message remains the same here in Wisconsin. Compl- calling in to their, you know, they have like a, a local radio show, have a, you know, a rant session or whatever. And going on like a three-minute rant about deer crossing signs. And why the deer crossed the road at the deer crossing signs. And why the government puts the deer crossing signs in the city and on the interstate. And this, that you know, just in these very inopportune places. She's like, I've gotten in multiple vehicle accidents where I saw a deer crossing sign and then I hit a deer. <laughs> and if you haven't seen the video, first of all, search that out. You know, I'm sure it's everywhere else on social media. But... Seriously, to our listeners, we love you here. Watch out for deer on your way home. Yep. But I just had to, that was I saw that today. I almost peed my pants laughing It was hilarious. at this it was poor hilarious lady who's that. just going on and on. Well, why does the government... They can tell the deer to cross anywhere. Why do they have them in the city? Why don't they have him in rural areas? Less populated. They could do it like a school traffic zone where they had to slow down. And this poor radio host is trying to keep his composure about... Not just outright laughing at this woman who was just so concerned about where the deers crossed the road. Do you remember the Fourth of July parade when we had the,
2: the yeah. deer come running from the church? Yeah. <laughs> and jumped over I think they jumped over
0: <laughs> jumped over. Jumped the over people. a kid and took off down the street and you just hear the click clop of the, the hooves down the road. And then I'm pretty sure because that you know the Fourth of July here in Wisconsin was very rainy. So, as the parade, I think that was the fastest threat parades ever gone because yep. everyone was just high-town, including my my poor dad, shout out Dave uh, trying to hook it down the however long that parade stretch. I think it ends up, you know, with all the loops and stuff being more than probably like a mile and a half or something would, like that. I would say all that. And he's just booking to try to get out the rain and. Yeah, but a deer, that deer was cruising. I don't know what kicked that up, or if it was fireworks or whatever, but it came like a bat out of hell from wherever it came from, like the, the clock church in Gillette, and across the street, and down the road, and yeah. To grandmother's house we go. So watch out for deer, <laughs> especially in those uh, those deer crossing zones. Very dangerous. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a deer cross in a deer crossing school. I can honestly <laughs> say I've never <laughs> seen that. I've seen deer crossing signs, but I've never seen a deer no. cross the road in a deer crossing sign. Shawnee, got anything for us this week? No. I didn't,
1: I didn't know I was supposed to, so I didn't have anything prepared. Do and, you, a, uh, and it's hard to find some stuff.
0: Do you have anything to say about the deer crossing?
1: I've never hit a deer. That's good. Knock on wood, quick. Uh, I've never hit a deer. I've never, I don't know. I, I I guess, I don't know. I've seen like deer in the road and you just kind of like slow down or whatever. But yeah, I mean, what an idiot. (laughs) Um,
0: good stuff. Sean. Yeah. Sorry. I,
1: well, I'm, my brain is also trying to read at the same time, (laughs) which makes me sound incredibly (laughs) stupid, but, uh, we're we're a podcast show, guys. We can't just sit here and not talk while we all look for a story. Quick. I'm just letting
0: you keep going because you were just you were on a roll. I was just kind of I was not. Anyway, so with that, uh, a couple different things. We like I said, we can talk about the Brewers here. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers four of their last five, including a big win today. Garrett Mitchell, really, uh, you know, I doubt he's he is the direct cause, but the addition of Garrett Mitchell, they are four and one since he's joined the roster. And, you know, you talk about all the the things about, you know, the Josh Hader trade may have, you know, bust up the the clubhouse quite a bit and bummed all these guys out. Seems like they found that spark again now that Garrett's kind of around the team. And I don't know if it's just a new face or, you know, just the excitement of having your top prospect there, a guy who just has such pure raw talent, pure raw speed, raw power, everything that you can imagine. And just finding ways to win once again um, and the pitching's been good. The Pitching has been better. Has
2: been good lately, which has been what has been missing for the past what month and a half? I would say.
0: Yeah, you know, you look at since the trade deadline and since the All Star break, and it seems like they could never put together a full game. And even even the win Monday night, you know, we talk. They talk about how it had a feeling of some of those other losses during that really bad stretch, where they got a lead, they gave up the lead in like the 6th or 7th inning and never could get it back. Well, then poor Mark gets friend zone. Gary Mitchell hits home run, and Keston here walks it off. Today, a 6-1 win. Uh, really, again, you know, one of those things are just the offense is clicking finally, and when the team hits, I mean, there's they really are a tough team to beat because you know you're going to get the pitching. A lot of times you know you're going to get the pitching more often than not, and if you can get the the offense going just even just a little bit. It's all it takes some nights. Um, So it's just been kind of a blast and a half. Sorry. (laughs) All it takes is two, three runs, and
2: if you can get the pitching to go, like, it's been going.
0: That's all you need. The other kind of exciting prospect for this Brewers team, and just depending on what Council and uh, Stearns and company do, is the potential... That they can do with the September call ups coming up, because you could get you know more bats like a guy like a Bryce Tarang who's been putting the taking the cover off the ball, and especially with having that permanent DH. I mean, you can just kind of roll through offense, um, and you have promising pitching prospects too between Ethan Small and you know some other guys in that aspect too. But there's just so many different routes you can go. Uh, Joey Weimer, another guy who was in high single A last year. And again, just takes the cover off the ball with the power. So lots lots to look at, lots to be excited about as we get into September. And really a team, something that threw me off a couple days ago, I saw this where from the 2018 team that went to, was a game away from the World Series, really a couple innings away from the World Series. There's only like four guys left on this team from that run, but you also have a, a very deep roster that has a lot of playoff experience at the same time. Even last year, granted it was an, a first round bounce by the eventual world champion Braves. You still have guys like a Willie Adamas who's been on postseason runs. You have a guy like a Roddy Telez who's been around now and had some big playoff moments last year. Colton wong has been probably in the playoffs almost every year of his career between the Cardinals and the Brewers. Christian Yelich has been there, um, you know. Then you have someone like I said, the you know the pitchers who've had that Woodruff, Peralta, Suter, uh, Corbin Burns who've had those bigger moments. So many different kind of ways to break it down with guys who've been there, who've who've done it in the playoffs too. And then, like I said, you have a, a guy like a Garrett Mitchell who can come in and has been a spark plug. You have a guy like. Even Tyrone Taylor, who has been kind of around, but hasn't been necessarily an integral part of those playoff teams. I would even say Keston Hero. I mean... Keston Hero. Hunter Renfro coming from Boston and everywhere Mm -hmm. else that he's been. You have so many different lineup combinations of experience and youth and experienced youth, if that makes sense. Yep. Just a a litany of ways to break that down. John, on your thoughts on the Brewers?
1: Huh? <laughs> uh, they're doing great right now. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with me today. I'm I'm like spacing out hard.
0: The damn phones. Um
1: yep. I was scrolling through Facebook, total change of subject. I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw uh somebody's back to school night. They're bored. Um it was supposed to be a play on words. It says "Whale come to first grade" and I <laughs> That's been sticking in my brain so far. So oh boy. Well why don't you just you can
0: just stay and, and keep keep reading. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but actually I'm gonna bring you back in here for just a second. You as uh, you weren't at RPW. You got the shout out from Devin, so shout out to Devin for shouting out Secretary Shauna.
1: Yes, thank you, Devin.
0: But you were at the Tim Rettlers game as we kinda of talked about the the youth coming up and some different aspects of that. What do you have takeaways from the Timber Rattlers game in the last couple of nights?
1: <laughs> what is this? Uh, well, <laughs> we put, lost. Put me on the spot. Yeah, so I went to the Timber Outler game on third last week Thursday and on Saturday, and we lost both days. A big fight on Saturday night. Uh, that was pretty fun. Um, It literally like it, like it clear everyone cleared benches benches benches, and the bullpen came came out um, and my mom and sister aren't like super big fans of baseball. So when the bullpen came out, they were like, where are these guys coming from? What are they even doing? And they, yeah, it was funny. So, but yeah, they, uh, the, the pitcher hit the one player uh, the timber Rattler pitcher hit uh, the the Lansing
0: Lugna in the foot.
1: Yeah, and he dropped to the ground. He went about halfway up the first base side, and he was just staring the pitcher down. And uh, the pitcher kind of like, I think he kind of like moved his shoulders at him, and the batter chucked his helmet at the pitcher, and the 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 batter started running towards the the pitcher, and the Timber Rattlers catcher just came and like, boom, knocked him down. Um, and then yeah, the bench is cleared. So hey, that guy's from Total Divas. Um, anyway, so yeah, the, but J- Jackson Churio. Churio. I always want to say chorizo. like the. Oh, that's the racing sauce. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but anyways, yeah, my my brother in law and um, my little nephew, four year old nephew Simon, got to talk to him, and I mean he looks good. So I got to talk Jace Peterson. He looked like okay. He wasn't great. He didn't do anything for the for the guys, but. That's my Timber Rattler's report. <laughs> I just want to see what you had to say about Jackson Trio. Oh. Uh, he's a good batter. Good defense. I didn't, I, if I'm being honest, Thursday night I didn't pay much attention to the game. I was talking to my friend. And Saturday I didn't pay much attention to the game, play, taking care of my nephews. And we had the buffet seats, so we were eating good in the neighborhood. Ooh,
2: buffet seats.
1: Yeah. All you can eat till the, the top of the six. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Only thirty one dollars, so uh, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't player. watch much of the game. It was wrestling night. Got to see Kurt Angle. Nice, it was American fun. hero. Yeah, it was he fun. Was,
2: he was on Raw this week too. He was, yeah.
1: His first pitch was worse than Eric's. That's a know. lot. I Eric had a good know, first pitch. Eric had a great first pitch, but his bounced <laughs> like three, four times. Kurt Angle's did. Yeah.
2: He was a he was an Olympic wrestler, so it makes sense. Yes. Yeah,
0: but. The other thing I want to add, it, while we're talking, shout out to Simon being a play ball kid.
1: Yeah, I was a play ball kid. It was nice. very cute. He he shouted it. My brother-in-law <laughs> wanted him to say, hello, Wisconsin, play ball. But Simon got very, very stage fright, and he just was like, play ball, and he just walked <laughs> away.
0: Also, Sean, a video, we to show you that um, it was WWE night, a wrestling night at, at the game. They had that big blue bitch whiffer that I can't yep, stand. yep. Came out to the Undertaker music in center field,
1: as if he wasn't yeah. scary enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Worst mascot in sports, by the way. I, I genuinely cannot stand with her. I mean, he's, he's a play on the, the Fanatic, correct? The Philly Fanatic. but yeah, it makes no sense why he's there. No, they yeah. already have a. Ma- they technically have two ma- three mascots. If we're being honest, they have got Fang, they've got Gnaf, who is Fang's evil twin brother. Oh God! Well, it comes out a certain couple times a year. Oh, and then they've
1: got Buttercup. The other tugger. Mm-hmm. They don't need that big blue bitch. But I think what whiffer is less scary for the kids. Because I was talking to my sister about that. And, like, his colors are, like, more appealing to kids. And he doesn't have fangs and, you know, whatever. So I think maybe fang that's what it was. Fangs. Yeah, I don't
2: think fang has fangs. Yeah, he
1: either. does. He's got a little, like, ing.
2: No. No. No, he doesn't. I don't think so, Sean. I'm where's pretty bo- freaking sure you he has what's fangs. It? I was going to say, don't you have a bobblehead? We
1: do. Yes, I... he does. Look at this, right there. He's got fangs and oh, a tongue. Shit. Yeah. So
2: they're not real.
1: Well, right, <laughs> but when you look at the mascot, he's—it's real. It—I mean, it's scary for an adult like me. You know, it <laughs> is what it that's is. That's any mascot. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. So. Huh. I have n- never yes, noticed the fangs. Yes, he has fangs. fangs. So I'm wondering if they like brought in Whiffer. Because he's more... He's less scary for Whiffer kids. Wiffer still sucks. I love get, I hate Wiffer. I'm Whiffer. a
0: proud Tim Rattler's team owner. I am a proud Tim Rattler's TED member. I go to as many games as I
1: can. I do not get Wiffer. I, I... He's got the baseball in the nose. scared Let's... of mascots, I would take Fang in a heartbeat over Wiffer.
2: Wiffer's just weird. Speaking of mascots, did you see the... Um... The other video of mr met and mrs met no um uh, they were playing trumpets for uh for yes. Edwin Diaz. yeah and i don't know if I, this was on tiktok or facebook or whatever i seen there was a man and his wife going and she's like i don't know how those how those mascots play play the trumpets i'm like and the husband's <laughs> like it, they have baseballs for heads so
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that's how. That's awesome. <laughs> That'd be something like I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of
0: snake is that? Shut up. That's been something that's been said
1: out of Ashana.
0: What oh, kind what of snake
1: about. is Fang? And then I was like, Oh.
2: There was another. <laughs> there was another one too, and I can't remember what it was. Ashana statement uh, or
1: inside and outside cows.
2: Yeah, that that's the one. Yeah. I know there was one.
1: Cannot There's forget it. <laughs> cows sleep outside. they to get wet. Uh, yes, in Shana. my defense, cows do sleep outside. In my defense, I grew up around farms that took their cows inside at night. So <laughs> when I saw to my surprise, it was a year
0: ago this weekend.
1: Cows, it was Labor Day weekend. Yeah. we went on the dills. right? Cows outside at like ten thirty at night when it's pitch black outside. I was very shocked. First of all, she almost beat her pants. <laughs> oh, God. She
2: thought they were going to run in the road. She didn't realize there was a fence. That's not even funny. I had a cow run out in front of me.
1: Yeah. Almost run,
2: run out in front at the big mm. hill coming back from Shano, mm. or right before Pulsifer coming down. Yeah. Just as you take that left, a cow come running out somebody's driveway. We had to call 911.
1: It would have been illegal <laughs> if you hit it. That's illegal. Yeah, because
0: it's personal property.
1: Well, right. Right. But, but I'm just saying. So we come around this
0: corner and it's all these cows in the field. And Josh's like, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> and all right. so we went to Utah, was it last year now? Or is it two years? No, it was last year. And they have free range cattle.
1: So oh, yeah. they
2: just walk around wherever they want. They actually have cattle crossings where the cattle can only cross at certain sections. So Unlike guys, the deer. Yeah, unlike the deer.
1: So them guys are not going inside at night. The no. free range guys. No.
2: That, that, those are like the shows. Yellow, I don't know if you've ever watched Yellowstone. Yeah. Then, but those are those kind of cows.
1: Oh, okay. Hmm. What so that's we... our Brewers breakdown. <laughs> our Brewers and Farm breakdown. Um. You know, mm-hmm. we can actually talk about that. We
0: had Brewers, Tim Rattlers, which is a farm team of the Brewers, and we talked about farms. Oh, bringing, bringing it all together.
1: Wow. Full circle. Look at guys. you. Look, Look at you guys. guys.
0: Taking a couple liberties here and there, but... (laughs) Still counts. Still counts.
1: Still counts.
0: All right. Next up is our Badger segment. And Wisconsin Badgers, as we mentioned, back in action this weekend at Camp Randall as we officially get to... So, really, it's technically week one of college football because last weekend there was games, but they call it week zero, which makes no sense to me because there are, like, FBS teams playing We have week one coming up here. Badgers primetime Saturday night at Camp Randall. Hell yeah. Illinois State coming in. I don't even know if I could tell you. I think they're the Cardinals. I I am
1: not 100% sure on that. Badgers at Camp Randall? Hell yeah.
0: I mean, so if college football gets underway uh, this weekend, it's really Thursday, it's tomorrow night. uh, Three top 10 or top 25 teams in action. Oklahoma State over at Central Michigan. Pit at West Virginia, and Wake Forest at VMI, whatever the hell that is. Um, I think it's Virginia Military Institute. But Badgers, Saturday night, 6 p.m., FS1 against the Illinois State. And it looks like they're the Cardinals. They, yeah, Cardinals, Redbirds, something. Something like that. Badgers coming into the game. I don't believe the line's been set. Redbirds, Redbirds. Hey, Sean. Come on it. That's why we keep you around here. Sometimes. Uh, betting line has not been set on that game from what I can tell, but Badgers again, new year, first game of the season have won four of their last five, uh, coming in off the bowl win against Arizona state and high expectations for the Badgers coming into the season, uh, roster breakdown or depth chart breakdown just came out. Um, you know, not a whole lot of surprises in a lot of positions. We look at Graham Mertz starting quarterback. Big things, hopefully, for him.
1: Uh, Braylon Allen, you're starting tailback. Is Ooh. he 18? Ooh.
0: He is 18 now.
1: Oh, he was only 17, I think, for a while. Yeah, I thought he was only. Yeah, I thought he was 18.
0: He is now. Oh. He was 17 all of last season. We had to actually look this up um, to figure out when he turned 18, so he could stop saying it. it was after the bowl game.
1: Oh, that's right. I remember yeah, we could, talked about he could that. He
0: couldn't go celebrate for he the bowl. Cele- yeah. He couldn't celebrate in a lot of ways after the uh, the bowl game or he had the. Had to go play Xbox. He couldn't go out. He couldn't couldn't do, like I said, he couldn't do a lot of things after the the field rush game against Iowa that we were at last year. Yeah, that was
1: fun. We talked about that. Okay, so the ride to Madison from Green Bay is like two and a half hours. We Mm -hmm. talked about that like for a good hour and a half of all the things he couldn't do. But now he's 18, so. Can't drink. Get it, buddy. buddy. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) I just meant like he could do fun things now. He could buy buy a lottery (laughs) ticket.
0: That's about it, because you can't buy tobacco anymore.
1: He can buy a lottery ticket. He
0: he can go casino and play bingo.
1: Yup. <laughs> he can buy... He can't buy cigarettes? No, it's yeah, 21. That's... 21 no. Oh, man. They're really just taking the fun out of everything. Yeah, so
0: he can buy a lottery ticket. He can go put some bingo. Win the national championship. <laughs> Let's go to the
2: bingo hall, y'all.
0: Have some soda.
2: Can you at by some old ladies playing bingo?
1: <laughs> yup. That's what he's doing. I can tell you that right now. At
0: fullback, you have Jackson Acker. Your top two wide receivers are Chamiri DK and Skylar Bell. Tight end Clay Cundiff. Left tackle Jack Nelson. Six dude, the size of the offensive lineman at Wisconsin is just yeah. unreal. It just it never fails to amaze me.
2: Is it isn't there like a uh what do I want to say? A height requirement and a weight requirement for
0: Pro- I don't know if there for- directly is, but here's here's the starting The offensive line for the Badgers. You got left tackle Jack Nelson, a 6'7", 310-pound sophomore. Tyler Beach is a left guard, 6'6", 317. Joe Tittman, 6'6", 317 at center, also a junior. Uh, Right guard Michael Furtney, 6'5", 315-pound senior. And at right tackle, Riley, Riley, I think it's Malman, but I'm going to say it's the mailman, M-A-H-L-M-A-N, 6'8", 315, redshirt freshman. Uh, So with that, a couple really Riley Malman, the only kind of surprise on the offensive side, uh, defensive side of ball, uh, defensive end, Rodas Johnson, 6'2", 293, Keanu Benton, 6'4", 315, Isaiah Mullen, 6'4, 303 pounds. Outside linebacker, probably the most notable name on this defense right now. Nick Herbig coming back as the 6'2, 228 pound junior outside linebacker. Inside linebacker, you're going to have uh, Jordan Turner and, oh God, I'm going to try to pronounce that. I'm guessing Hawaiian. Um, <laughs> CJ Getz is your other outside linebacker. Jay Shaw at. Cornerback, number one, John Torchio at your strong safety, Hunter Wooler at your free safety, your other starting quarterback, Alexander Smith, and Cedric Dort as your nickelback. Dort. Your punter, Andy Vujanovic. Uh, field goal kicker, Vito Calvaruso. Your kickoff specialist, Jack Van Dyke. Long snapper, Peter Bowden. Your holder Gavin Myers, punter Turner Dean Ingram, son of Bobby Ingram, the new Badgers uh, offensive coordinator, and at the kicker turner third-string running back Isaac Guanadero. Probably butcher that name too. Guerendo. I could see, I see Mal-
2: Malusi doing doing some of that too.
0: Malusi is officially your second-string tight end or tailback. Uh, so lots to kind of go with there. Like I said, not a whole lot of surprises per se. Um, Logan Brown, kind of, I guess, really kind of Logan Brown is your highest committed offensive lineman, or, or initially was. He was a five star guy, supposed to be the next coming of um, Joe Thomas, and just never really kind of worked out. But uh, he gets second string again. But you'll probably see a lot of these guys playing, mm-hmm. either in the second string guys as nothing against Illinois State, but with a team with aspirations like the Badgers, 18th ranked team in the country you kind of hope that you see your second, third string guys playing in these games really, you know, as we get into the third, fourth quarter or they're going to be like the brewers
2: and they're going to get our hopes up and blow it at the end of the season.
0: But so that's kind of your, your breakdown. You know, I, I I tried to ask Justin if he had any kind of takeaways, but none as of right now, um, ahead of, you know, the game, like I said, he's going to save his for when we kind of, get into things uh, when he comes back on the show. So. I just
1: read an article about Graham Mertz. Um, it's uh, quarterback position preview. And they said that Graham Mertz's confidence is at an all time high entering 2022. And it's, go- he's going to be without his top three pass catchers from last season, but he seems to be very, very confident, I guess, which I think is good because he needs to get back up and play better. <laughs>
0: I would hope he would. Well, and that's that's a big breakdown, though, too. I mean, so I guess there are kind of two ways to look at the Graham Mertz saga for this year. There's kind of, you know, depending on how you want to set your expectations. One side of the coin is you look at he doesn't need to be, you know, great. He yeah. just needs to be a good game manager, get the job done in and out. No betting line, by the way, for this week's game for whatever reason. Um, as we sit here record, most other Saturday games have a betting line, but this one does not. Uh, I'm not quite sure as to why it doesn't, but everywhere I've looked does not have it. Um, regardless, so you can look at it from that aspect. Yes, maybe still a little bit of a disappointment as you know the five star kid, but really, you know, up until this year, I would argue he probably didn't have a fit. As you know, he didn't really have fit the Wisconsin system. Um, and when I say that, I mean just the fact that. He is a spread passer. That's what he was in high school. And really, I would even argue that it's not, you know, there's to some element it's just on him for developing, but I don't blame the coaching staff much at all because this was a kid who was recruited by Alabama, who was recruited by Ohio State, who had he gone there, yeah, maybe he went to start it right away. But the reality is, like, these are teams that wanted him and,
1: it says he's a, he's a fan of the new system, of the new offensive coordinator. And, quote, he said the cool thing and the thing I appreciate about Coach Ingram is that he wanted to make it our offense and come together and morph with what we had already had as far as verbiage and stuff and also add a bunch of new wrinkles into it. He said the cool thing about it is, yeah, it's his offense, but he made sure we made it our offense and we can own it. So hopefully that's good stuff coming, out, coming the Badgers' way.
0: And I totally agree, and I think that's been a big thing coming out of camp is, you know, you talk to some of the insiders who are at practice every day, and you read the, you know, different tweets and kind of read between the lines in the articles and whatnot, and really a big thing with him is just how much he's worked with Bobby Ingram and kind of that breath of fresh air that, you know, we know that they're going to be a running team. We know that he's going to – that Braylon Allen's probably going to have like a million carries, and so – do we, we get we get a decent or Badgers got a decent backup to it or to quarterback? Yeah, to quarterback. So their number two quarterback actually tore basically everything in his leg this week. Oh nice. Uh was Chase Wolf, who has been seen on occasion here and there. Um I believe there is a, another fairly highly recruited. But pretty much the main thing that
2: Graham Mertz has to do is hand the ball off to Braylon Allen and Jezebel Lucy, and kind of just let them do their thing. Is well, what, is more so anything
0: that's going to be part of it. But a big part, you know, for for Graham Mertz to be successful. You're right. You know, the majority of his his season is going to be handing the ball off, but you've got to be able to come through in the big, you know, the third downs and kind of come through in those key moments when you're called upon to make a throw. And we've seen a lot of games where he's been able to do that multiple times a game. But we've also seen a lot of games at this point where he's missing that read by just, you know, a fraction of an inch, but it's an interception or it's, you know, an incompletion when a guy he, he reads the wrong kind of anticipation or, you know, whatever the situation is. So there's just, again, you're kind of hoping he can become a game manager and if he can make a big throw here and there. And again, kind of getting back to when they kind of go into the passing game more, that spread offense that he ran in high school. That was the reason he was an all American coming out of high school. The reason that he was one of the players of the year coming out of high school, he played in the All-American, uh, the Under Armour Army game and was the MVP of that game. So you kind of hope that he that kind of comes back and that swagger really comes back too because I'm sure you know a lot of it's even mental at that aspect too. So a mm-hmm. lot to see. I don't know if we'll see a whole lot of Graham Mertz action because I'm sure a lot of the, uh, the offense this coming weekend is going to be Braylon Allen, here you go. See you later. Yep. 80 yards downfield, or you'd hope so, anyway. But so, Badgers in action. I'm gonna predict a win. We don't have a point spread, but I don't think that's a hot no. take.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna predict a dub.
0: Sean, uh, yeah, predict all though. the way around. Kind of figured. So, with that, we kind of go into the Packers and Packers initial 53 man roster came out yesterday. There has been one change already. Oh, um, where safety Micah Abernathy, who had a really good preseason, was kind of a feel good story. Guy came in, uh, came out of the USFL, kind of made a, you know, kind of a surprise roster spot, uh, was waived today in favor of Jack Ford an experienced safety uh, of the Jacksonville Jaguars, longtime special teamer. But Sean, really kind of the biggest and Shauna. Really?
1: Yeah, kind of the thanks. B-
0: I'm here, too. The biggest kind of surprise I think that I had, and I'm not a whole lot of surprises on this 53 man, but really only carrying two running backs, I think was a big kind of shock. Oh, I, I Ooh. just seen that. Um, Patrick Taylor probably, I think was, I don't know if he formally was the last player cut, but um, it felt like he was the last player cut because for the longest time, you know, they released Tyler Goodson, who they did get back on the practice squad. By the way, we'll talk about that a little bit more in, uh, later in the episode, but didn't they, Oh, we're not going there yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. But they released Tyler Goodson pretty early in the day, which to me made it seem like, okay, they're going to go three backs Patrick Taylor, and then obviously Age, Dylan, Aaron Jones. And really, Patrick Taylor, I think, made sense for the team. I think Tyler Goodson was the best running back mm-hmm. of the group of free agents. Yeah. And, you know, no surprise Dexter Williams isn't back. I mean, yep. he was mostly just again for depth. But I think. You know, you look at kind of how the roster broke down and, and where the Packers are team. If you're keeping the best player, I think it's Todd Goodson.
2: Yeah, I think so,
0: too. And obviously, I ended not keeping either one of them um, in the long run. But if you're looking for fit, I think it's Patrick Taylor. For the reason being that depending on when you think Kylan Hill is coming back, you put him on the pup. Uh, last week, the regular season pup. So he's out till this week. Five, I think he's missed think the first it, four. Or six. I think it's six. I think it's, it's first four. Six. It's four now. It's four now. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I'm not sure if he can come back week four or if he has to miss the first four weeks. I'm pretty sure he has to miss the first four weeks um, with the new pop standard. But regardless, um, you know, you look at when he comes back, you know, if you're looking at, like I said, at fit, Kyle Hill, much m- much like Aaron Jones, kind of that speed yep. guy, um, catch the ball in the backfield, kickoff, punt return, whatever. And then Patrick Taylor is more like your A.J. Dillon, your, your thunder to your lightning. Yep power back, make a, you know, kind of like with the, even the Badgers had for a long time with like Melvin Gordon and, or Jonathan, or John, yeah, Jonathan White. That, that doesn't James sound White. James White. Thank you. God, that was, good pissed yep. me off James White and like Monte ball or James White and Melvin Gordon, mostly actually, if we're being honest, probably more the Monte ball yep. where Monte ball was a one cut back and he was going to, get you six or seven yeah whereas james white could bust at any point yep kind of the same thing and and kylan hill that same kind of like that lightning so patrick taylor would have made a lot of sense um i still am a little bit confused how tyler davis has a roster spot as a tight end that's very
2: true that is very true
0: regardless i mean here we are i hell of a practice player i'm sure I'm sure once Kylan Hill, I feel like Tyler Davis is probably the first guy to probably get cut on the offense if it Mm -hmm. comes down to it. Because I really don't see him having a role. No. I mean, you've got Josiah DeGuaro, who is your H-back. You've got Tanyan, who is not being on the pup to start the season. And then you've got Mercedes Lewis is kind of like the eligible tight end tackle hybrid, who will occasionally catch pass, but for the most part, he's going to be your blocking tight end. Tunyon, a willingness to block but isn't going to do it on a consistent, consistent basis. And then is like your like I said, your H back, your full back, hybrid, much like Kyle Uzchek. Mm-hmm. And again, I just I don't get where a Tyler Davis rule comes into things. I'm surprised Dominique Daphne didn't get the nod over Tyler Davis. I'm surprised they haven't really brought anybody in for that position, especially with O. J. Howard getting released yesterday. Oh, he did. He did. He did, yeah. So that'd, that'd be a perfect fit i would think so obviously um you know there's time they they call it the initial 53 man roster for that reason like i said a, one change already Yep. but really kind of the only shocking thing that and then jack heflin turned a lot of heads on the defensive line he ended up getting released but also brought back uh, kind of the two more surprising things i guess but for heflin's sake i think it's mostly just uh how deep you are at that position you know you have a three-four defense where you've got six guys you can play as a starter probably in this league. Very realistically,
2: yeah, they're pretty. Or what do I want to say here?
0: You got Kenny Clark. You got who else? Jaron Reed. You've G. got uh, Devonte White. You've got uh, Dean Lowry. Yeah, that was the name that was eluding
2: me. And you uh, just, and you still got your outside backers where they're going to play more more like your.
0: Defensive end.
2: Defensive ends. You really don't need a defensive
0: end, I should say. So you you're able to sneak him back to the practice squad. I think that's great. Um, like I said, we'll talk about the practice squad more here in a little bit. But Sean, any big surprises for you on, a, on cut day for the Packers? I,
2: well, I don't. I wouldn't really say cut day, but them just cutting Jawan Win, Winfrey
0: over and keeping Samaritari? And keeping keep yeah, keeping him and I don't. See, and that was, I guess, you know, there's a couple different ways, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be national media people who point out that Aaron Rodgers is probably upset because we had the Jake Kumaro saga two years ago. And Rodgers spoke so highly of Winfrey. But really, and I, I know we've talked about it on this show, but Juwan Winfrey Malik Taylor, two of those guys that... You know what you have at this point. You know, mm-hmm. like they've they've been around for a couple years here and there. Um, they've had practice squad nods. They've had regular season nods. They've had, I think, I won't even say that they might have both been active for the playoffs last year. I think so. But they've had a lot of looks, and they've been familiar enough with the system where you're pretty confident with what you have. Um, whereas Samari Torre, first seventh round pick out of Nevada. Um, Flashed a lot, you know, in the preseason. As did Jawan Winfrey, for that matter. Yeah, he did too. Nothing. This isn't Jawan Winfrey slander, but just the reality of the situation is. I think you kind of you go on. You got go to go what you have as a prospect with a hot hand, too. I mean, and you kind of you know you look at what else they can do for the team. If you feel like Samari Torre might have a better special team um, play or opportunities versus what Juan Winfrey can do for you at that that position group which again you've seen him do the last couple years and yeah. when you have the worst special teams in the NFL and you have guys who were on that unit pretty extensively you're going to see him get cut cuz you know what you had and what you had sucked
2: yep. so also I'm just going to sidebar here did you see the TikTok of Aaron Rodgers on the cut bench start today not, I don't not. know if it was today or if it was yesterday, but he had Donald Driver, Jordy, and Devonte for cut, cut bench start. And I think he was he was gonna cut Driver because he didn't play with him that long, and he made it. And he was gonna bench Jordy because he just seen him and he put on some farmer weight recently, <laughs> that was and he was gonna start Devontae because he's still one of the best in the league.
0: That's a good – that's an interesting – I mean – so while we're talking about this, by the way, and I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to since it's the number of the episode. Episode 85, shout out, Greg Jennings as he gets his Packers Hall of Fame plaque. I think he's kind of a douche but as a person, but hell of a player with the team. So you can't – I guess you can't knock his personality, what he's become uh, versus what he brought to the team. Yeah, exactly. Hall of Fame – Packer Hall of Fame nod, Super Bowl champion. Shout out Greg Jennings, but that's a really interesting. You know, Favre was our driver was always Favre's guy, mm-hmm. and Rogers had him for what like three years. I, I think, think it I think he was. said two or three. Yeah, but you look at you know Jordy, and I don't I don't know if that's the same route I would go. I would. You would bench Devontae? I think I'd start Devonte. I almost think I'd cut Jordy and keep really Donald Driver to be honest with you.
1: <clears throat> at this age. Well,
0: no, not at this age, at their prime.
1: Oh, at their prime. Yeah, at their oh, prime. I was going to say like now, obviously, that's a, like easy question. Oh, <laughs> well, I would okay. say, though,
0: Donald Driver right now, he does have his son, Christian, who is one of the top safety recruits. So I'm sure he's probably keeping up the work and staying in pretty good shape where if Jordan Nelson has that farmer weight now.
1: Yeah, but Don's not going to be running down the field. No,
0: well, no you yeah. never, if he's building up his son to be, like I said, that top safety recruit in the country um, or one of those top. And safety recruits, I think committed to Penn State. I think he's a freshman this year. He's got to be running routes with them. You think that -hmm. only makes him better? That's what they
1: pay for. That's what they pay trainers for.
0: I'm just saying. I'm sure he's still. Why would you pay a trainer when your dad was in the NFL Hall of Fame, (laughs) Super Bowl champion? Because he's probably COVID.
1: (laughs) Because he's he's old now.
0: He's I mean, he's, he's, he's football old, but he's not, like, ancient where he can't walk. What? How
1: old's Don?
0: He's got to be four mid-40s. I'm going to say, without looking. I'm you know, saying 45. I'm going to guess 48. I'll, I'll take the under, or the over on what you said, but the under on what you said. All right, here oh, we go. So, so Donald so we'll be forty six. All
1: right, here we go. He's going to be 48. He's 47. Oh, he's 47.
0: <laughs> he turns 48 in February.
1: Hell well, yeah. You still lost. Well, I was closer than you.
0: No. He didn't say one. I said under what you said. If this was Price of what Right did rules. You say? He said 45. You were over, so Price
2: is Right. I'm yeah. Better. Excuse
1: me. I was rounding. I was closer.
2: <laughs> what? You, you <laughs> aren't, though. <laughs> if
1: you i Right
0: rules. If you were rounding, you're going to 50. Yeah, Price is Right rules. I still get the dub.
1: Okay, well, I was one away, and he was four away. Yeah, but so. you still went over. Three, he was two three, away. Three.
0: Two away. Our teacher, everybody. It's been
1: a long day at work.
0: <laughs> Ms. H, everybody. Shut
1: up. <laughs> it was a long day today, okay? It was hot. But he still looks good in like, the Quick Trip commercials and stuff mm-hmm. and the, the Click It or Ticket. Okay, it, great, but he's not running routes. Oh, I bet he is. I'm In curious. the Click It or Ticket commercial? Sure. He's got to run out to the gas pump. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he could he could be like T.O. T.O. is still running routes and t. smoking people. T.O. is playing the, the FCF with Johnny Manziel. Yep. Money man's oh, you're right, Shauna. Money. So I, like I guess I, I would probably take. Obviously, their, I know the conversations about their prime. I still think I would take Down Driver. You think so?
2: No, I, I gotta
0: stick with Jordy. Jordy, Jordy was, and Jordy Rogers had so chemistry. Good. Yeah, but where Jordy really? I mean, we never saw Down Driver with another team where we did with Jordy. Jordy fell off a cliff so far after that ACL injury, and yeah, he had a, like a good year or two with Green Bay after that yet, but it's just, it really, for me, like, I think Jordy Nelson was a product of the system, to be honest with you. Who do he, who do he have for a quarterback? The well, one, yeah. He still had Aaron Rodgers for a lot of his career. Yeah, Jordy I understand Nelson that. He didn't have blazing you, speed. He didn't, you know, if he had the drop problems early on in the career. All right, Shauna, you are going to be dipping out here.
1: Making my exit. Making right. my way downtown. Shauna, we'll talk to you next week. I was going to say something just before we left. Jordy
0: Nelson, Donald
1: Driver. I was going to say, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how, uh, Tay is going to do with Derek Carr this year because the chemistry when Jordy left was not the same. Derek Carr did have, uh, Devon as a t- yeah, college co- teammate. College
0: teammate. Oh,
1: that's right. I forgot. Never mind. Okay. All right. Bye, Shauna. Bye. Yeah.
0: So Shauna head out for those, our listeners, uh, Sean's fiance just arrived. Um, so Sean, I gotta do some girl time and let the boys talk. Yep. So true, Twenty Two Crew, Highway Twenty Two Crew, uh-huh. coming at you the rest of the episode. Uh, is that the route you would go, Sean? Would you go? Would you follow Rogers' route or would you? Yeah, I think I would follow that route. I'm, but to, okay, okay. So you're, you're not gonna be wrong. No matter, I mean, I think obviously, I think the start is Devontae. I think Devontae is probably the best receiver that we've ever seen in our lifetime mm-hmm. in Green Bay, and arguably, you could probably say the best since. James Lofton, maybe? No,
2: you got to go. Uh, I don't know if you consider, would you consider Sterling Sharp a receiver? Or is he more of a tight end?
0: Because he was very yeah, I, good. So this is probably a very unpopular opinion with our listeners and the Packer fan base. It, now that Leroy Butler is in the Hall of Fame, everyone keeps asking, who's going to be the next Packer in the Hall of Fame? And everybody's making this big pitch for Sterling Sharp based on what he did, very briefly, but what he would have done, he had he not gotten hurt. And yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, I hate to see an injury happen. I'm not, you know, this isn't any ill will against Sterling Sharp. I'm sure he's a great human being, but the fact is, he didn't have a Hall of Fame career. He was on pace to have one, sure, mm-hmm. but he, he didn't. And I think that's okay. I mean, I think you can yeah. acknowledge what he did. You can have him in the Packer Hall of Fame if you really want to, out of what he meant to the team and. This that and the other thing, but I I don't think he's an NFL Hall of Famer because of what he could have done. I mean, no. if we're gonna go that route, first of all, I mean, you can it that route you kind of even becomes a hall of very good exactly. And I think there's more deserving people for even gonna go that route more forward. I'd say still I'd say Sean Taylor.
2: Yeah, Sean Taylor,
0: the formerly of the Redskins, now with Commanders. Um, but I'd easily say Sean Taylor, but should get that nod. Would you Would you throw Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck probably has a better case than Sterling Sharp. I would, would say so. I would say so. I don't know if I'd say he has a better case than, say, uh, Sean Taylor. Well, maybe a better case than even Sean Taylor did, right. too. Um, just, you know, he got to the playoffs. He got to the ASC Championship game,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but never really got over the hump. No. And you can say what you want about deflate gate, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, but exactly. All in all, um, you could say that for Andrew Luck too. I mean, when you look at the that, dynamics of his career, where he's yeah. running for his life most of the damn time, and
2: that, that's just first guy that popped in my head. That for the reti- hall of
0: retiring injuries. Bear, well, Barry Sanders ended up getting in. Calvin Johnson, either just got in or will get in. Yeah,
2: well, I think next year. I think next year he's
0: eligible. I think so. If he wasn't already. So guys that are going to be, I mean, guys that retired too early, but you know, you can you can say the same thing about Nick Collins. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least from a Packer standpoint, yeah. I don't think he was in that route to be NFL Hall of Famer.
2: But I'll, if if you're gonna go with that, would would you would
0: you pick Nick Collins
2: over Leroy Butler?
0: Over Hall of Fame worthy or just who I think was a better player? Better player. I know we didn't <sighs> see too much. Of we didn't get to see too much of Leroy Butler, so I'm not gonna. I don't have too. I don't have a whole lot to work on. Um, obviously, the neck injury. Um, really for both of them. Very unfortunate for both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Nick Collins, you know, I guess this isn't a great, I think Nick Collins, had he gotten to play out his career, I mean, they both had the same amount of Super Bowl wins, technically correct. Yeah. One I each. So. I know Nick Collins has one. I'm pretty sure Larry Butler is on the 96 team. So I'm pretty sure I, well, I can confidently yeah, say he has I, one. I think he's um, Two appearances for Butler. I'd have to look at the numbers. Just kind of eye test. I'd probably say butler by a hair hmm. but i think it, i mean i think it's pretty close and i think nick collins kind of gets a an unfair shake of things for how good that defense was yeah. and this just he was never the superstar of that defense but that's also because you had charles Woodson, you had clay matthews you had even bj raji mm-hmm. and a litany of linebackers aj hawk who plus was casey hate was it. That- Casey Hayward, too? Uh, I don't know. He had Sam Shields. Sam Shields. Um, I don't remember if that Casey... Micah Hayward. Hyde, I think, was around. Yep. Al Harris was around for part of his career yet. So you, you have a litany of guys who who kind of overshadowed him. Because Nick Collins, I mean, he was a great player. I loved Nick Collins. Mm-hmm. One of the all-time moments where he gets that Super Bowl pick six. Yep. Um, Super Bowl 45, but just never was the The overwhelming presence and and part of that, like I said, just because you had so many guys that got all the the glory, and he never had to. he was back there playing center field and do I think he was n f l Hall of Fame good Probably not no, I don't think so either. maybe if he plays his whole career, he gets a veteran now later down the road, maybe I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but mm-hmm. who knows um. So, yeah, I, that's the route I would probably, I'd say, Laura Butler. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to be Sterling. I'd probably say the next Hall of Famer is going to be Aaron honors.
2: Yeah, probably. I, was, I would agree with you there.
0: I, I really, I I feel bad for Sterling Sharp. I wish he could have had his whole career. But that's what I'm saying. I think Devontae Adams is probably the best since James Lofton because there's no doubt. Uh, Devontae Adams, if even if he has, what, 20% kind of fall off this year from what he had last year production-wise in the last couple of years here, That's still like an all-pro wide receiver.
2: Yeah, he's still over 1,000 yards. He's still 80, 90 catches.
0: So in that regard, I mean, I I think Devontae Adams is probably a Hall of Famer as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, there's so many. The Packers have been blessed with so many very good wide receivers, but not great. Exactly. Donald Driver, Greg Jennings both fit in that. James Jones fits into that. Robert Brooks, Antonio Freeman. Guys who had very big moments, who had very, very, very good careers, guy, you know, careers that I'm sure any kid growing up in Wisconsin or a Packer fan would dream to have, but they're not NFL Hall of Famers, and I think that's okay. So, I think the obvious, you know, like you said, it's to start Devonte, and you can probably have that conversation of, um, you know, bench cut Jordy versus Driver. Now, I did see one, you know, while we we're just having this conversation, I did see a start bench cut of Don Hudson, James Lofton, Devontae Adams, your three-packer Hall of Famers, a wide receiver.
2: I don't even you, think you can p- compare those
0: No, guys. you can't. And that's, that's why it's such a hard – because even comparing James Lofton to, to Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. is such a different league. But then, I mean, I think the thing that, that – people forget about Don Hudson and Don, it's such an easy thing to forget because of how long ago it was. And they, there wasn't like the highlight films that they have now. Yeah, exactly. But Don Hudson set NFL records that stood until like Jerry Rice and even Randy Moss Mm -hmm. came around receiving yards. And that was when nobody was passing. Exactly. The NFL passing didn't exist. I mean, it was legal. They, they changed the rule to make it legal basically for the Packers and, and Don Hudson. But (laughs) Really, it's such a, you know, it's such a hard comparison. I don't think Don Hudson gets enough respect, man. No, though. I and, don't think so either. And he really should. I mean, he like I said, one of the most dynamic pioneers of the game really was, I mean, you could say he's a century ahead of his time. Yeah. And not be wrong. Like, mm-hmm. you very well could say that. That's, that's such a wild thing to say of... You know, you could say, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm, you know, they're 15 years ahead of their time, 20 years ahead of their time, whatever. To be a full century ahead of their time to where if the guy, I mean, you see the very few highlight tapes you see, it's literal tape, you know, yeah, it's the exactly. actual, the actual yeah, exactly. tape that you see of Don Hudson. The, you can, you can just see the athleticism right? and, you know, we obviously will never know how that would have translated over, mm-hmm. you know, with the guys who dedicate their whole lives to the game of football now versus what it had been back then where guys played football a couple months of the year. Then did their other, they, they were a banker they were a farm, whatever it was. There's so many different things that they, you know, that they used to do back then. And Don Hudson just rolled over those guys and maybe he would have translated. now, maybe not. Who knows? But, almost one of those things where you wish you could almost find a way to break it down and like have like a mad simulation but madden's not even gonna do no, it justice because no. madden's gonna have his numbers all inflated of what you know they should be yeah based on the time but who knows exactly. so anyway back to the packers i did want to kind of go one shout out to our guy mason sprangers who uh, a couple of different you know we're hoping to have him back on here relatively soon uh probably not next week but the week after to have him on and, you know, really kind of have hope to have him on the show as a more frequent uh, flyer on the show is the stuff he brings to this is just as a totally different lens on things. Uh, so a couple of things he had brought up. I asked him, you know, while we we're talking about trying to plan to see if he was able to come on or not. Uh, first thing he said, kind of the same thing that we both said, that the shock really just going with the two – backs uh with hill being on the pup he's out for the first four games and taylor and goodson you hope you can sneak him back on the practice squad and just pray like hell that nothing happens to dylan or jones in those first four weeks um but he did say that kind of a contributing factor maybe to that decision is the prospect of omari rogers having a backfield role
2: that that i could see too so because he did did he do that at clemson
0: he did occasionally he you've seen it at times that you hope that, you know, you've seen it when he does get the, the preseason looks and when you've seen kind of like the late game looks he got last year, that he does have that kind of like, not necessarily the same as Debo Samuel. He's not yeah, as athletic per se or as fast, but you've seen kind of that same role where he comes in motion, takes like a jet sweep or kind of that, that shuffle pass that they do now that really frequently, frankly, I love. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the cooler plays that they can do. But... You know, you really just kind of have to ask the question: What is the depth at receiver? What do the Packers think? You know, even though the rumors, they're potentially looking at Lavisca Chenault as yeah. a trade option. Does that mean that you have confidence in your receiver room? Or I,
2: I would say you don't have confidence if you're if you're looking to trade for a guy. I mean, Lavisca Chanelt pretty much just sucked last year. I mean, I know he had Trevor Lawrence as a rookie quarterback, but and the
0: whole Urban Meyer yeah. fiasco but i guess if that's your kind of your your concern then is if if you're not confident with where your your roster is where's the the concern you know is it you know you, you're pretty confident with what you have with Dobbs i'd say you know you're pretty confident with what you have with Watson is is it the Rodgers Torre elements do you think it's maybe even the Watson Dobbs element mixed in too I'm I'm thinking it's all four of those
2: guys, th- four of those, after Watkins. I mean, I, you might even throw Watkins in there, because just the health. Yeah, because you don't know what you're going to have, and I don't know. You haven't seen Rodgers throw to any of these guys in game scenarios, and we know how he likes to have the confidence in these guys and all that
0: kind of stuff. Yeah, so that's I guess that's kind of like the main. Okay, let's let's see. Week one, what's gonna stick against the wall, what's not, and you know, there's there are still the the baffling thing. And I know we talked about this last week with Ramsey, but the baffling thing is just how many good wide receivers are still without jobs in the NFL. Oh, exactly, and or some that could get cut yet, right? That too. Um, you know, there's a there's the kid out of Tampa Bay who realistically could have moved or who got cut you know you saw with the vikings today with the trade for jalen as a rager uh from the eagles so just a couple different different angles that they could look at there where it's like guys who realistically should slash could have jobs and like i said you still have guys you know, Odell Beckham Jr., who, you know, yeah, he's torn the ACL. He's still working on the recovery for that. But, he's st- you know, he's, he still has to get signed somewhere. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's probably going to be the Rams. Just, you know, I, history with the I betting would odds would be on that. I'd say, but,
2: I'd say Rams or Tampa Bay probably.
0: But you look at guys who are still looking for jobs right now. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find this here who are free agents right now. Um, Antonio Brown technically is still a free agent, yeah. which – Probably not gonna be, but no, no, no um you can look at guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Will Fuller, TY yeah. Hilton I think still is looking for a job, John Ross, Adam Humphreys, Willie Sneed. These guys are all looking for jobs right now. Yeah, which is absolutely insane. There's another one, uh Kenny Stills, I think, is still looking for a job. Yep. I got Emmanuel Sanders, did you say him yet? Yep. Deshaun Jackson, if they really want to kick down that door, too, why not? Des? Yeah. Des Bryant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck it. Let it hang. But, yeah, I mean, there's just there's so many different options that, you know, truthfully, I think, yes, they were looking at a potential trade for Chenault. But I think at the same time, it really speaks to the fact that they haven't signed any of these guys out of free agency that they're, they're also kind of confident with where they are right now too. Or they just want to give a couple weeks here and see what happens. That could be too. So, uh, and then really the only other kind of takeaway Mason had, um, was just that some of the guys that they hope they had stash and we'll pull us up here in just a few moments that, you know, you, you cut guys like Winfrey Slayton and help and hoping they can slip on the practice squad. Same thing with Goodson. Um, which leads us to the Packers practice squad guys that they've brought in. And uh, with that, I'm kind of, like I said, I know that there's a few guys that they had gotten back already. I know Danny Etling was brought back in. I know um, Tyler Goodson was brought back. Here's the official list uh, from Zach Cruz. And this came out about 3.15 this afternoon. So possibly some updates, but bring back a lot of the guys that they had wanted to. Uh, that being Danny Etling, T- Patrick Taylor, Tyler Goodson, tr- uh, wide receiver Travis Fulgham, Caleb Jones, Jack Hufflin, Chris Slate, and Ladarius Hamilton at the linebacker, Kobe Jones at linebacker, Ray Wilbon inside linebacker, Rico Gafford, and Keandre Thomas. Um, and then also uh, kicker Ramiz Ahmed and corner Benji Franklin, both reported as having signed but still kind of on that hold up right now. Uh, They would still have two open spots depending on if they can clear waivers for Abernathy and Jawan Winfrey, who to this point have not been signed or claimed. Let me just double check on that. Uh, Jawan Winfrey has actually, as of two hours ago, signed with the Packer practice squad. Oh, okay. So he's back. Um, And then I believe Micah Abernathy is still going to have to go through waivers here today. So I don't think he'll officially have a chance to sign on today. Um, You know, one, and I have to look to see if he ended up on a roster, but, you know, one name I really would like to see back on a practice squad is I want to see Danny Davis back. Yeah. I was very one. impressed with him as a, as a receiver in the preseason game or really the, the preseason game he played in, mm-hmm. had the touchdown, was very impressed. Um To this point, I don't see that he's been signed by anybody else, so... It looks like he's still out there. Hopefully he can kind of stay in shape and keep working. I know he was technically released with an injury designation. So, you know, obviously he's got to get right and go from there. But that's kind of where we're at right now, I think. And I think Packers activated Mason Crosby today too. Yep, he officially passed his physical, so he's activated. So while he has missed the game, uh, the preseason games, he his consecutive appearance streak... At 242 games, Mason Crosby. Cra- yeah, that's crazy. Which, I mean, I guess it's not, you know, it's not um, as crazy as, you know, like a Brett Favre for as long as his. Granted, more games for Crosby, different impact than Brett yeah. Favre's 199 yeah. or whatever he ended up having. Was it 299?
2: Um, I think it was just under 200, wasn't it?
0: I think it was like 198 or 199. Let Because me... I,
2: I think Eli broke it. If I remember right.
0: That pisses me off. i Eli Manning. That's another guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer has no business being a Hall of Famer. No. Well, he's, he's he's
2: a Hall of Famer because of two Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, and that's that's just like I said, it's just nuts to me that he's going to two I think it was two hundred and ninety eight. It's two hundred ninety eight? That's what I'm seeing here. Still still looking to confirm that, but I don't have that. I don't have that firmly, but I think that's the number here. Let me look at one other area. That sounds right, though. Two ninety-seven, two ninety-six. Yeah. So he had the game. Um, I mean, he did. You know, he did have that last season in Minnesota, where he just couldn't quite. He broke the streak. It was. It was against uh... the New York Giants Yep. when he was still with Minnesota 2010 at 297 games, and he started a total of 321 games, including playoffs, uh, a, a starts. He did play against the Bears, sustained a concussion, and then could not play the final. So 297, then won, and then that's what he ended his career on as he was unable to play against the Lions and retired immediately after that game. Yep. Shout-out to Brett Favre, though. Yeah, Shout-out Brett out Favre. Out Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> Brad Favre. Um, so, Sean, that's really everything kind of Packers-wise. We'll kind of talk X's and O's more next week as we get into the actual season. We'll do our kind of our, our game breakdown and our prediction for the upcoming week and the upcoming year as a whole. Uh, we'll start with that next week. So it is officially closing time, and sh- kind of something we introduced last week when you weren't here, Sean – is the dive bar of the week still working on a sponsor for that so anybody Mm -hmm. if you know a sponsor who wants to get on the show if you want to be the dive bar of the week sponsor we need a helicopter hit us up hit us up facebook instagram twitter social media uh tiktok we're there too come to the website i'm sure our email's there somewhere hit us up we'd love to have you but sean i'm gonna let you um we kind of talked about a uh, bar that you know very yeah. well, and I'll let you take it away. Dive bar of the week. Uh, we got to go with the antique and
2: or Salshider's antique, I should say, bar in Ocala Falls. Been there lots of times. It's, it's the bar in Ocala Falls. If you if you ask anybody or you want to take anybody anywhere, I would go there. Barb's a very special lady. She's been running it for I would say. Definitely all of my life, so... And it was way before me,
0: so... 4.7 rating on Google out of 116 reviews. Um, Let's take a look to see some of the reviews here.
2: It's it's actually a liquor store right in the bar, so you can buy your liquor either as you leave or as you go.
0: All right, Sean. So, like I said, just kind of looking through the the reviews here. Uh, A four-star review from Peter K. Three months ago. Uh, nice bartender should always be checking on your drink. People inside were nice. I don't get why it has the word antique in the name. Didn't see any antiques. <laughs> and it's
2: got very good popcorn. Very good popcorn. That, that's the place to go for popcorn. Uh,
0: another review here. Five-star review. The antique is hand down my favorite bar in town for a welcoming vibe and laid back, joyful environment every time. Excellent. Another place. Uh, another review. Five-star. Excellent place for a get-together. Um, five-star review the antique is the perfect hometown bar everyone is friendly good bartenders reasonable drink prices yep. uh, another review here four stars classic 50s and 60s vibe with a home or a hometown touch good bar if you like it simple and kind yep. and yep. i've been there time or two myself very very big fan of it. like you said just it's got that it's just relaxing got a good Always got a good bartender. Just a good place to be. Had
2: my 21st birthday there.
0: How much of that do you remember?
2: Not very much. <laughs> I, re- I, remember it, I remember it was... Uh, I think it was the NFC Championship game. Remember,
0: no, it was no, a playoff game it against was a, the Cardinals. They lost. Yes, that's what it was. Um, not the Super Bowl or the year before the Super Bowl, yep. but it was the year... Um, was it the, the Larry Fitzgerald yes. were in overtime after the Hail Marys. Yes. The, the Hail Marys to Jeff Janis... And then tie the game. And then Larry Fitzgerald ran for like
1: Nine,
0: seventy-eight yeah. yards, got the ball out of the two, and then uh, on the second play of overtime, Which the was lost. play Matthews catching
2: Larry Fitzgerald on that play was
0: that's hilarious.
2: That's still hilarious.
0: So Scheiders Antique Bar and Liquor, O'Connell Falls, are week two closing time dive bar of the week. And, Sean, just with that, the last kind of thing we have to do here, what are you rooting for in the upcoming week? I'm just rooting for football. I'm so happy football is finally
2: starting and having those Sundays. Saturday. Um, sad, Sunday. Yeah, Saturday. Even, even Friday night going if you go to high school games.
0: This week, a lot of Thursday games. That's what, where, like I said, Thursday I'll be. Thursday games? Thursday night, World well, Labor Day. You oh, know, most people want to get out of town. I, but, I didn't think about that. Um, that's where I'm kind of, like I said, just kind of looking out to uh, help Justin out and hopefully get a win Go 2-0 for the Jill Tiger boys as they play the uh tomorrow night. So Thursday night. Tonight, I should say, I guess, for our listeners. Or if they listen on Friday or Saturday or Sunday, it's last night, two nights ago, whatever. But um, that's always the however, wherever, whenever. Podcast beauty. It's not you know yep. confined to a certain time. But, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my root for as well is Tiger football Thursday night. Badger football Saturday night. NFL starts next Thursday. We'll be recording during the NFL kickoff game. Uh, it'll be the I think Rams and Bills. The Rams Bills. Yeah, think it's
2: Rams Bills. Yeah.
0: Week one action underway next week, which should be a very good game. I'm very excited. Fantasy football, Roof for Wisconsin League drafts Monday. Another league of mine drafts Sunday. Eric's going to draft Mike Evans and both of them. Probably. That's episode 85. We're in the books. For Sean, who's out in the living room. For Sean, who's sitting next to me. Episode 85, we're out. See ya. See ya.